Welcome back to the Fish Tea Podcast, where we talk about LGBTQ politics, pop culture, growing up in the Caribbean, life in the diaspora, and the work it takes to sustain love, life, and laughter in the midst of all the white noise. I'm M. I'm Glenroy. I'm Kareem. And I'm Lanvel. We're giving you everything, honey. Get into this mug. We're serving you a hot cup of fish tea. Bottoms up. Bottoms up. <laughs> 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 oh, I'm a better bottoms up. Not the best. One of our better ones. One of our better ones. Hi. You can only go up from here, right? Where's up? You can only go up from here. Hi. How have y'all been? A long time in a similar. Some, I mean, some people must have did some minutes in a child, right? Some people want only to them um, dressed to the nights for God party. What's that? <laughs> Nothing. Where are people walking? Um, I don't know. I've been in a good space. Somebody going with all of the niceness um, unintentionally because, like, it's not like I made plans to go to these things and go to these events, but. Then we just show up and girl is vaccinated and decided I meant to look sugar some of the things here because for the most part I knew the crowd and I knew the people who were um hosting them. So I was like, you know what? Why not? And I'm I'm glad I went. It was really, really good. Um, it was Newark Pride, it was these like monthly um link-ups for like young black professionals. Um, it was like these parties in Brooklyn, as my friend that's why I got a Ray Ray party, yeah. Um, but yeah, a nice little, a nice little mixture of outs and abouts, and nice little outs with like we look to close them. Before my continue down the line, what did that search? Oh, I'm just there tell him before everybody come on. Um, it's a move, it's a move. I'm at the finally a data collection phase, right? But I mean, I'm grateful for the one I'm going to get to complete. But the interview with them, not as fast as I would love them to do. I'm trying to do 20, and I've so far collected five. Um, so that's really the hold up right now. But it's definitely moving, and I'm definitely on track to like be done either by the end of the fall semester or and to graduate and to walk in May. So that's the plan. Not another year, not another month, not another week. But it, it'll come, it'll come, it'll come. Thanks. All right, true. All right, on to the next drop. So on the piano. Hi, Ian. Hello, everyone. <laughs> Just up. Uh, you know, the announcement for get, for get a, the oh, fish. Boy. It's a fish to get. I'll use, I'll use one. Me make up something to the girls. No, 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 no. <laughs> it's a make up. And I'm going to work on. Yeah, man. Um, my dear, it's been a good summer. Um, You know, just before. Well, just at the end of the last semester. Um, them announce a place open up and stuff, so I get forgot to close my shake up my body because you know, vaccinated and stuff. We nobody really cared too much whether or not I know nobody, but just you know, it's a place open up and I <laughs> didn't have to go outside. But it's been good. Um, place hot, bad, but as you can see, things not going oh, it normally go on. If I don't rain, I scratch in sun hot with high humidity, so we just there, I try to stay inside. Unless at night time I'm going to close. Cool has been going good. We know you have to ask about that. Finally decide after one whole year what I want my dissertation to be about. I don't know the topic yet, but I know more tonight. Um, and my major professor, um, they're on the same page with me. So 
by the end of next by the end of next semester I might do my candidacy exam and stuff so I can start data collection. Yeah. Okay, okay. So what about your other projects? Which other projects? Your other plans. <laughs> <laughs> Move along, move along. Move along. <laughs> 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 okay, I don't know if you're a big reveal moment. Fine, 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 fine. Not for yeah. sure. Not for sure. Lanvel, <laughs> over to you. What's, what's good? What's popping? Um, same old, same old. Work, work, work. Um, I got the chance to, since I'm fully boxed and everything, um, went to Pelican Bar yesterday. Um, was a, a, a nice little chill. Um, that has been good. My birthday is coming up and I am making plans. Is at them say, um, what about scripture say? Mana plan got a wife, but it's mana plan and a wife. <laughs> so, bro, <laughs> oh God, bro, oh God, I have to be, I, I have to be keeping like I'm, I'm, I'm looking to be like, all right, cool. If I do this on this weekend, will it be? I, I don't even know what's happening now, but I still having um plans in mind um for what is possible. Um, <clears throat> in terms of work, work has been going really good. Um, I am proud that I think this for the first time um, ever, um, we got approval to offer um, continuing education units to mental health practitioners. So that was approved by um, the board. So that is good. Um, the Minister of Health and Wellness has endorsed our um, handbook for practitioners and our guide for LGBT Jamaicans. So we're doing a lot of work around um, the mental health space, a lot of trauma-informed um, work. So I'm happy about that. Right, and your green roof day update, can you know say? Um, and what? Your green roof day update. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's good. <laughs> Um, he's right here. Yeah. Oh, you miss mamas. But I'm not telling that I'm stressed out. Work has been a lot. Uh, um, I... You know, say them start from there and give me a position, right? They, you know, be the temporary head of the flags. And, um, you know, there have been a lot of changes happening, a lot of different, you know, we're in a very transitional period and it's just managing everything that's happening at once. Um, that, that has been a bit crazy for me. Um, just trying to keep up with everything. But I feel like saying, so I'm going to do a little report, check up a body, and I'm going to do a little report, I'm going to say, bad to bad, i tree bad, right? And you know, as a young girl in a position, I always have to wonder if that makes sense. I'm going to make sense. I'm going to put myself that way. I'm going to make sense. I'm going to need to do uh, I keep everything afloat. I'm going to knock up things as them fall apart for just make sure say everything stays together so we can get, we can get out of this transitional period 
Um, but one thing I'm really happy for um, that has happened since, you know, the podcast has been out. Well, two things. One, we're doing a photo shoot that it's only for me financially and, and logistically, right? And I feel like, wow, myself, I'm going to pass up on my back from a photo shoot. Yeah, we pay for done to talk about it, my love. <laughs> Yeah, right, true. I'm going to put picture of them and they look nicer right now because you don't know what I'm going to do the recording in the study. So one of the picture of them, when we frame and print out is the family portrait with the children and the mascara. Look nice, 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 right? So I'm going to look funny with you. So yeah. But also, I really want to send a big shout out to all of my friends who are Tifway. I have surprised party I'm here for my birthday when I expect almost kill my ass. Landville included the MD in our video, so MD know about it as well. Only it's not good. But I really appreciated it because the last time I have a birthday was when I was 10 and Jimmy though. Ever let me forget it because I'm telling somebody to have a birthday party up at McDonald's. But I, it was really a, a nice event to see a wide group of friends come together and, and, and support and celebrate me right before Pride. And then Pride itself was a lot. Pride happened. Big up Elsa, I'm still have a big up Elsa. Elsa, one with itself, pride one with itself. So, as much as the stress are good stress, good things are come out of the stress also. So, yeah. And that may be not <laughs> so, But that's all. You're going with yourself for true with the photo shoot. Let's see, let's see, what's a fracky? What's a Yeah. And the mother You're going, you're going, you're going. Also, one next thing, right? Yeah, but I put your shoe on that again. If you know, read Project A magazine yet, we need to go and read it, right? The feature article is about me and right? It's about bottom phobia and film phobia, which is incidentally very closely connected to what we'll be discussing today, right? But um, we did also get like a stylist credit on the photo, on the photo, the cover photo, right? We did do a nice little picture of um, Conrad in this bandana dress um, with a petticoat. Yeah, they pull it together. I'm like a stylist credit. I'm a feel good after. Come here, my love, tell myself I'm not having a creative eye, but sometimes I have a little one creative eye. You make sense. So I will conceptualize your frack, my love, for your birthday, your shoot for your birthday. Oh. Never yeah, yeah, but that's different. That's for me, not for the flags. I don't know if I put myself together. I don't know if I put other people together. I don't know if I own it, because from where my friend and my tell me, you need to own your title as a, what do they call me? A creative consultant. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm a creative consultant. Come on. Yeah, you. Anywho, enough about us. So, when you're in another group, in another WhatsApp group, people, people, and Landville still want to article out of all our heads that are all the talk about today. So, Landville, introduce the topic. What's up about today? So, um, as Ben said, um, I was, I, I don't know how I came about, um, I think possibly I saw it on um, Twitter and I said, okay, let me have a read. Um, so, this writer um, in, I think, Brooklyn, um, did a piece about the pressure um, to become versatile in queer um, relationships, um, spoke about um, the verse agenda, um, how it's a part of social, the social currency being accepted. Um, some men, especially, well, not maybe especially, said bottoms, not necessarily want into diverse but they identify acceptance um and stuff like that so 
Today, we're going to be talking about the verse agenda, as he terms it in um, the article. Okay. The name of it, the name of the his name is Henry Philong, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Henry yeah. yeah. So um, to his credit, like before me, before me going up a cranky mode, to his credit, he did say that the verse agenda is is a it was a joking term. Yes. Um, similar to the gay, gay agenda. But he's saying his one of his major points was that there's more social currency in queer dating to be verse. I don't know what Brooklyn is like. I don't know what New York is like. Maybe, maybe you know um, Miss Lady, uh, Miss Lady over there. You can tell us about it. Is there more currency in being verse um, in New York? And then maybe my friend in Syracuse can give me a little perspective as well. Is there more? I don't feel, I don't feel that here in Jamaica. But um, perhaps you can let me know. I mean, as somebody who has not been on the apps in a long time and kind of removed from the scene in that sense, even when I was on there, I don't recall there being a lot of currency in being verse, um, nor did I ever feel the pressure to identify as verse to gain, I don't know, favorability from people. There is currency in being top. For sure, but like as it relates to like being verse, the way it's described in the article, no, not to my, not not to my, um, not from my experience and not to my knowledge. Because again, the, the people, the, the perception is that if you're verse, that's just your way of saying that you're a bottom, but you don't necessarily. But I guess in that sense, it, it holds currency for some people. Right? It's like you're just saying that because you're really a bottom and. You don't want to say that because then you the chances of you getting hit on. Yeah, I mean, I guess now it does make sense, right? Because verse is almost like, well, I'm not too feminine, but I'm not like super masculine either. But you know, we can't walk on, we can't walk my road together without people suspecting much. Um, and I guess that's where the verse term get gains you currency. But I don't know. I just I've never felt the pressure to be like, oh, I'm verse because. People are hitting up regardless. I don't know. Ow! It's it's a regardless, you know. What about you, M? Um, I don't know if it's so much about being verse. Um, but you know, we've we've spoken about it before, and I've I've often um said that I feel I felt more it's a, it's about being black in a predominantly white society. So like I just feel like the fact that I'm black <laughs> offers me sexual currency on the apps. So even when I put my sexual preference to bottom, I still get a lot of hits from verse men um who want a bottom. Okay. So I'm like, yeah, so it's, it's, so I, I I don't I don't think I'm in a position to to assess truly if it's if there's currency in being versatile. <laughs> So I mean, cause me I really try me, before my coming a while start off of course, me really I try give the article a fair, you know, a fair assessment. Because I do think he made some very valid points, especially when he talks about the fact that, you know, if if you are bottom, then there's this notion that if you're a bottom who is promiscuous in air quotes, if you're a bottom, um, who, 
you know, if you are your bottom, then there's you do have less currency vis-a-vis somebody who's versatile, vis-a-vis somebody who's a top, right? So the top gets to go around and fuck anybody they want as much as they want, no problem. Um, and that doesn't deplete their value. But if a bottom does that, it does deplete their value. So I agree with him there that if we're looking at the lineup of, and he to be, and he does identify as a bottom um, um, in his article. And so I guess from his perspective, I can completely understand how bottoms vis-a-vis verse, there is this, you're one step down in a sense. I think the challenge I begin to have with the article is how he frame the relationships of persons who are top to persons who first. But God, nigga, I go say, oh, there's this pressure on tops to be verse um, because there is this culture of some people wanting to deflower tops. And my question is this. Me one no, because I know that there is a thing of I talked to your top. But my question is, who says that? Is it versatile people are tops themselves? I, I, I think based on like based on conversations that I have heard, um, it's tops themselves um that would um would say that um i i i i i'm not sure the power it kind of gives them um especially if the top that they top is somebody seen within the community as you know very would never would never um bottom you can't approach them um uh, with the idea of them bottoming and for them it's oh i have conquered um that individual the top man in the community who you know i have conquered him so they're they're one up right yeah so for me the whole i've talked to your top are are there's the push to top tops for me i don't know in my view and i could be biased it seems to be a very top fascination because you know tops are not all tops, but there are many tops who have this um, desire to put out how masculine they are. And so they're, they're in this constant competition of proving who is more dominant than the other. And I feel like it, that is much more in furtherance of tops in competition with each other than particularly versatile men trying to get tops to become them. But it seems to me, because we continually frame, once you're a top, you're dominant, and once you're a bottom, you're submissive. And so it's about getting somebody who is understood as dominant to submit to you. And I will tell you this, bottoming is not a submissive act. Bottoming is not submission. People listen to me. Now, big up the bottom name who can just you know, lie down, take, and even that, I don't even consider it submission, because you can lie down and get real by somebody with 10 inch or more for, for at least 30 minutes straight. You are not submitting. You are actively allowing yourself to receive pain. I don't consider that submission at all. 
that rec- to me, I don't know, maybe, maybe, maybe I know that I'm right. We can't tell. But that sound like it, that take effort, that take concentration, that take breathing exercises, that take all sorts of things to make your same muscle while they relax. Bottoming is not submission. I'm sorry, I've never seen bottoming as submission. How much land, man? It's not. No, I don't make other people talk. Has me that me had a problem. Is bottoming submission? The act of bottoming itself is not submission. I, I, it is, for me, submission is much more than that one particular thing you do in the bedroom. You know, it's a, it's a frame of mind. Because um, I, can, I can be just as much dominant while bottoming as I can be submissive while topping. So I, I, I don't get why people draw that, that, that hard line um, connecting those um, bottoming to, to being submissive. Because I, I think submission would, would kind of, in a sense, mean giving away some sort of power, in a sense, as Glenn said, that you're not there, you're not, you're not sitting there or on wherever um, you're having the sex, um, just taking, like you're actively, I think it, 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 it in a sense, you, you're, there's no active participation on the part of the bottom in it. You're just taking, taking, there's no active participation of, you're just taking. And that's it. Oh no, 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 reading exercises. Pillow princess, the pillow princess um, <laughs> myth that that is attached to bottoming is like it's really so. I don't know because like even when I was growing up and hearing the idea of power bottom, I was just like, oh my god, I want to be a power bottom. What is a power bottom? But it's just like there's is there even such a thing as well? There might be such a thing as a power bottom, but it's just like in the way that we've been taught to think about or conditioned to think about bottoming is like it's not necessarily true because even if i'm not on you know stand up over the man i'd carry on in a bones like the mere fact that i have to like figure out how to control muscles and so on and it's that's still power and even if me freaking lie down there till if i ram out my oil that's power because me i tell you for do it like it's not that's something that's happening and so to like even m's to m's point about like I've met submissive tops, right? I've met submissive tops who will be like, whose dick is this? This year, tell me what you want me to do with this dick. That's being submissive in a sense, right? Like, like, and then even them who want you to like really tell them what to do, it's like, oh shit, that's literally you being submissive to me right now because you want me to tell you as opposed to you just like taking charge and, I don't know, fling the in at a dresser or something like that. Like, it's... clarification before we move on. Um, I know it's not an article, but what exactly is a pillow princess? Because the article are the first time you hear it. What? Really? Yeah, same. Yeah, that's the first, the I've first most, time you hear it. I've is, mostly is. heard the term pillow princess, like, um, used to describe women in, in like in context of women so usually it's just like in the lesbian community and i could be wrong but from my understanding of it, it was really mostly uh like a straight woman um like a heterosexual woman who's like exploring or they're typically those persons who are just like oh you could do the things to me but i'm not going to return the favor so they literally like lay there and allow actions to be done to them so allow like the 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 queer woman to like go down and give them um and perform oral sex on them but they weren't returned the favor so I guess that's the sense where like a bottom in this case would be the pillow princess where 
the person would just lay there and allow the top to do things to them as opposed to like actively engaging in, you know, like get up and ride or push back while in my brace or, you know, twist something or whatever, whatever. Hold up your foot. Something. Yeah. So all the bottoms out there who are fair make sure they might do them squats and I, and I make sure they get them make the style and knees just so them can please attack them. Who not submit? No, only tell me. This is not submission, right? right? Because some of them are all like, bounce, 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 like an ADX song. Look at the song. If a minute's on the end and it's like, sorry, me, them, I have to shift your position, I have to no, and the big girl in my weight. And then even when you're lying down, right? Even when you're lying down, I'm gonna fling back your leg there, right? You have yeah, reach new levels of flexibility into your body just for allow them to yeah, angle this way and I angle that way. Triggered. <laughs> yeah. 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 So, I want to add. Yeah, go ahead. Come on. All right. So I want to ask though, um, at what point in discovering yourself did you also, in a sense, discover? I don't want to say role, but it, whether you would be the penetrative partner or the insertive partner, because I think for me, and I, I had this discussion with my my um good friends um some time ago. In that, I feel like you, well, if we're sharing that for us, we thought that we had to be the, we, we, the bottom in every relationship, we had to be the bottom. And my, in my first relationship or introduction to same-sex um, relationship was uh, even before I knew the terms, right? I just knew that I was having sex. Um, I was um, penetrating. Um, I was being penetrated, right? Fine. But then I think after I decided that, oh, maybe I should be the partner penetrated and not giving the, the penetration, even though I knew I liked to penetrate. Um, and I feel like for a while, the cycle of being in relationships or just having different individuals, I was being penetrated. But then it came to a point where I just like, no, but I did. At, there's a point where I did like um, penetrating. Um, so for me, like at what point do you or what 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 in a sense determines the role you play in um, sex? Conditioning, my condition. I mean, Glenn, you know, I talked about like, you know, owning your conditioning or understanding how you can. For me, it was definitely conditioning. It wasn't something that I like, because I didn't know about roles coming into this. We just know me love man, right? I'm attracted to men. I'm man me watch, right? Um, but I remember like back in the days of MSN Messenger and when, when then there was, a, was the way you meet people. My role was determined for me in that it was because I was effeminate that immediately you're a bottom, right? Even before understanding what that meant. Um, and to be honest, at the time I had just rolled with it. Like I never allowed myself to really like explore or to think about what I could potentially do outside of that. It isn't until now that I'm like actively thinking like, damn, 
what if I, like, if I had not listened to that narrative of because you're a feminine, you should be a bottom. I wonder if I would actually be out here really be verse, even if I'm a verse bottom or something. Like, I wonder if it's, if that's something that I would have, um, I guess, allowed myself the space to explore. But yeah, it was kind of determined for me and I had just like ran with it. And it literally wasn't until recently, I think it was my husband and I were having a, no, it wasn't my husband. It was somebody who was just like, if your husband came to you and was just like, oh, I want to try, I want to try reversing our roles, right? Um, how would you react? And I was just like, Ugh. like I cringed at first. And then I recognized that in, in, in my reaction, it was just like, oh shit, that's the same thing that they do. Like that's like, I've literally internalized that reaction, right? The thought of a, an effeminate person um, now being the top in the relationship or even just for, I don't know, one night or something. Um, so that's something that I'm like actively I guess processing on my own, like, would I be able to, should I be able to, how would that look? How would that work? Like, what would I need to, I guess, overcome in order to be able to like actively um, participate should that moment arrive? I mean, for me, I think I was fortunate to have started out in a relationship where both of us were reversed. And so that, dictated what I looked for, but the reality of it was at Miskini, the Charter, um, Wingy, you can call it that, and you're young. And so you are, you rightfully say, feminine typecast bottom. I am exactly what the bottom is supposed to look like, you know, quote unquote. And so every other interaction thereafter was about me being perceived as or assumed to be a bottom. And because I didn't have a problem with bottoming, I went along with it. But at least I had the foresight to know that I also enjoyed topping. Being in Jamaica meant that the opportunities were more skewed towards me bottoming because that's how I was perceived and I didn't have a fight with nobody. I, I made a conscious effort being in London, kind of leaning into the fact that my blackness meant that I was being read as a top more so than anything else, to do more topping then, to learn more about myself as a top and to figure out how to top better so I could claim that part of my identity more and enjoy that experience in the ways that I used to enjoy it in my first relationship. So that's what it was for me. So even when he talks about, even when the article talks about uh, um, how verse people respond to bottoms and tops. I'm like, who are you talking to and which verse people are you talking about? Because some of us who are versatile don't even get to to claim verse identity. Some of us don't get the right to to say that we're verse and be taken seriously in the same way that um, being a bottom you, there, there's less currency for these are being a top and then there is more currency being a top. And everybody gets to be verse or get to look verse or get to engage in versatile experiences because the minute that you are femme, then you get a whole host of other reactions, right? They don't want a woman behind them kind of vibe. Like that's a very common refrain um, like in this community. So that I always have to navigate. And so... Yeah, I feel like the, the article in presenting a particular situation, typecast, presented all verse, all verse people as 
somewhere between middle masculine, mid feminine, you know, somewhere in between the range who are operating in a particular way. And I'm like, uh uh-uh. There are way more people who are versed than that. And all I would get for access versatility and versatile experiences in the same way. Um, And so we don't know that we get to have an agenda when one, there's also this notion that verse people aren't real in the same way there's a, there's a notion that bisexuality is not real. Then feel like if you're verse, you're really just a bottom. Well, I guess because some bottoms do pretend to be verse or say that they're verse when they're not, but there's this notion that, that verse people are really just bottoms. Um, and so there's no, nuance, there's no nuance placed in what are the experiences of verse people, right? And I can understand why I'm bottom would do that because if the bottom who based on how the structures are in this community the verse is kind of higher on the wrong in a way than the bottom but then when I talk about a masculine bottom and a feminine verse I don't know it's, if it's as linear and as simple as that because I don't know if them have the same set of experiences I would feel like the masculine bottom would, would probably still end up getting more sexual favors, more dating experiences um, than a feminine first person. But that's just my view. Well, we know, we know the gender presentation kind of trumps <laughs> the sexual identity at the end of the day. So masculine people get away with everything. Um, I'd, uh, for me, I'd, 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 I don't even know if I can pinpoint when it started, but uh, the more we're having this conversation is the more I'm realizing that I actually do subscribe to much of what the article described. I'm kind of know if I feel what, you know, myself about it, but we work through it. Um, so I identify as a bottom. Every time I have to, like every time I decide I want to hook up and I have to, and I change my preference to verse or verse anything, I kind of cringe inside because I identify as a bottom. That's what I prefer doing. That's what I like doing. But I also, consider myself to be a submissive bottom. Every time I say I'm a submissive, generally I kind of side eye me. I don't know why, but I, in, in bed, sexual, I consider myself to be a submissive bottom. And I realize that I don't like to top unless the person who is bottoming is submissive. So it's like, I have this, I have this dual per sexual personality, admittedly. But outside of the bedroom, I don't consider myself to be submissive. So, which is why I'm also, I'm always so like jittery when that topic of submissive, dominant, alpha, whatever comes up because it it can't be solely defined on what you do in the bedroom. And I don't think a lot of us talk talk about the other aspects of the relationship when we talk about being submissive or dominant. So, and, and I, I don't know if there's scope in this conversation to actually, you know, shed some light on that. If you can actually be more than one of these things in a relationship, so submissive in the bedroom, dominant otherwise, submissive otherwise, dominant in the bedroom, is that? Well, well yeah, but dominant in the bedroom and submissive in the re- well, Santa submissive ish in the relationship. Oh, I mean, submissive in the bedroom and dominant. I'm gonna believe it. Sorry, sorry. As your friend, you feel like I carry her, and that is it. It's not nothing to do with whether or not, right? You just feel like I carry her. So, so submission can be a performance, then, right? Oh, no, absolutely. I've never said no. 
right? And and I go, I will admit that for the right person, I will just float like a leaf falling in the sky. But I am just saying that personally, I think saying, yeah, wow, this is like for me, yeah, come up every way. And I'm yeah, from the chandelier, <laughs> right? It's just the image of my family as your friend. That is, that is it. We just feel like you're carrying out with yourself. That's it. But to M's point, though, um, in terms of like the dynamics in the relationship and the bedroom, that's something that definitely, and it's so weird because like my husband and I, we've been together for six years and it wasn't until he said it that I recognized it. Then I started to run it by some friends and they were just like, why did you think it was otherwise? Um, hey, my mother-in-law was here. She's having a conversation about somebody. She had given them some advice, some just out there advice about them son. And in it, she said something about there are men who prefer to be with like dominant women or something of that sort. Like, And so I looked over to him and I was just like, which one are you? And then he responded, he said, you're the more dominant one in our relationship. And I was just like, really? Then you never wear all of that freezing. Then you never know that? I never say a man together, I know that. We're blood clad. <laughs> Girl. <laughs> Girl, bye. <laughs> and that's exactly what everybody's um, reaction was. It was like, bitch, you are not that surprised. Relax. Like, you, you, you knew what it was. Like, stop it. But for me, it was just like, really? And I really had to, like, take a hard, like, you know, check out myself, like, oh, shit, I really have been the more, like, dominant one in this relationship. Um, but, but in the bedroom, good sis, like, when, you know, I'm very submissive in the bedroom, it's just like, tell me what to do situation. Like, you know, I'm definitely one of those people who are like, I hear pussy this, promise, I hear, you know, I'm, I'm one of those. I'm one of, I, I, I stand firm in that truth. And, and I had to realize that a long time to stay, so, like, <laughs> I will never feel them with me, I promise to stay after them one, so. Wait, so no, but I have a question now that we've brought this up. Is there that inverse relationship? Because I feel like there's always this inverse relationship between who we are and what we do in the bedroom. It may not be the truth, but it's something I've noticed, right? I mean, I'm a dominant person everywhere else in my life. I, I decided that in my relationships, I would like to be not as dominant. However, I know sexually, I prefer being in control of the sexual engagement because it's not gonna otherwise I'm gonna some stuff. I not at this stage of my life, I'm not gonna hurt up, hurt up any part of me while I have sex, except when I'm topping. I'm very dominant when I'm so when, so when, really, I'm dominant when I'm topping, I'm dominant when I'm bottoming. And if me I bottom for somebody who also dominates, it's always it's always a struggle because just <laughs> Everybody have a good time. But uh, you are trying to hear thing. Like, it's always amazing when I'm writing, but then anytime if we go in any type of position, I'm going to say, I'm going to lose control, I'm going to stretch my foot back to 12 o'clock. I'm problem. <laughs> so I know that I'm just wondering, has anybody else noticed that, that there's this almost inverse relationship? Just a theory between who we are in certain contexts versus how we are in the bedroom, like we're the opposite. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Because it's the same thing with me. Like, and like if you see me out here, it's like 
in my professional circles, it's very much like boss bitch, boss moves type situation. But like when it comes to my relationship, I find that I very much like being dainty and like, oh my God, I'm almost helpless. Not really, but <laughs> hold my bag is too heavy. Open the door. Meanwhile, me, I hold on the same every bag. Every day, me, I watch the odds that me, I carry the same every bag. But no matter what, man is like, babe, take my bag. Open the door for me. Open the car door. Oh my God, order my food. Pay for it. Like, so <laughs> <laughs> oh, we <laughs> couldn't describe it better myself, Carrie. You very much like one be dainty. Like one of my friends had called me. I was like, "Nigga, you big as hell, trying to be all dainty and cute." I'm like, "Mind your business." That's why my man six eight. I'm here six four. It work. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Landmel? You you find that inverse relationship? My friend, I look So I had to ask just now, just because I don't feel like I'm, um, I, f- I feel like, like in previous relationships, um, I took on the sub role. Um, but I think that in my current relationship, no, I don't feel like in any area, um, I am, um, submissive. Don't know why, um, but I, I, I don't know. <laughs> things are pretty even between you two. Am I right? Repeat. I get a sense that things are pretty even between the two of you. Yeah, um, I, I think it's, it's the whole idea of like we have a partnership, um, yeah. and the the whole like we generally don't believe in that our relationship should mirror a heterosexual relationship where there are gender roles and you cook, I do that. We generally don't believe in that. Um, and that generally I believe that you do what works for you, really. Um, so nobody's assigned anything specifically. Um, he's good with as as except for the things that you're generally you're good at. So an engineer, you're good at fixing stuff. I'm not gonna take on them things there because I I'm not good at it, right? <laughs> I will stick to the areas where me good at. <laughs> so we complement each other. <laughs> okay. All right, no, that's fair. That's fair. Yeah, but I, I was just wondering because I feel like it's this weird thing for me. No more dominant in my personal life. I decided that I want to have that level of that work because I, my view is. When you're in a relationship, if you're a bad bitch everywhere else, you want race. You want, you know what, in a relationship, I walk around, I, I decide everything on that point. I say, fix this, move that, sort this out, right? You want to kind of be taken care of almost because you take care of everybody everywhere else in your life. But we just know, say, for the sex part, I have to kind of dictate where they go on, otherwise it could be problems. That, that, that is just me. But back to, back to good, good in your article, right? So at the end of his article, um, or near the end of his article, Henry makes this, I mean, talks about really what ought to happen is that we should really have their open and honest conversations with the people that we're dating so we get a sense of what they want, which I fully agree with. But here, here is where it got a bit uncomfortable for me. I mean, the, he was more leaning towards the notion that, uh, oh, just like bi people can be in context where um, they, you know, you're bi, but you're there with a man until you're not a 
dia nak ada with no other woman dia ada with other woman dia nak ada with no other man dia nak ada with no other person dia really can just be the other role in the relationship and, and be okay and that, that's very much a possibility and that is completely true I have done it right I have done it in relationships however I feel like presenting that as the solution or even as a response to the idea of a verse agenda was a bit problematic for me because what that did was reinforce the notion that the top bottom dichotomy must not be disturbed right and any kind of challenge to the top bottom dichotomy should be resisted because in my mind in the same way a verse person in a relationship can just say all right in another relationship we just have a top I think somebody who is top or bottom, who identifies in a particular way, can, in a relationship with a first person, outside of telling them to use a toy, can um, create ways of ensuring that that versatile person gets what they need out of the relationship, right? It may not, it may mean that, so you do some, because I don't know if everything you do in a relationship is some way you particularly desire, but I feel like, if you are going to do the thing for your partner that as long as it really not that, I mean, some people just can't bottom at all. And some people can't top at all. And it's really abhorrent to them. I completely understand that. But I got the sense of them dabbling in versatility automatically made them first. I mean, I don't know if that was, that's true. I don't know how we feel about that. But I mean, I think if you double in versatility, especially in the context of a relationship, you're automatically first. Because I feel like the identity in so much that it is an identity is about what you generally like. And so if you do this for please your partner, look at me. I don't know that that becomes your identity. I don't know. What do you think? Yeah, no, no, I agree with you. Because like, this is the same way. And I don't want to like take us down actually where I try to tell straight men that you having a sexual encounter with another man doesn't automatically make you gay. Um, and that's a whole other conversation. But it's i think it's it's relevant to that vein but to your point of kind of like figuring out what works for people um going back to that conversation where it was like if my husband said he wants to like experience experience bottoming and needed me to top him like would i be able to go through with it and it was one of those things i had to wrestle with like oh shit it might be a case where look if you want to really experience that and like in its fullness and its glory and all of that it might be a quick a, 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 a case where I might have to give you a hall pass where look, find a top cause I probably won't be able to do it and do it justice. Um, right? And it's just one of those things. So yeah, it's and and, and, and that wasn't even presented as an option. As an option, right. And that's what kind of did strike me because it was like, hmm. P like say. Not present because telling me to use a toy, if me in our relationship, specifically, particularly if I'm in a, I mean, either way, because if I'm in a relationship with a top or in a relationship with a bottom, all right, telling me to use a toy, um, a toy, all of us know a toy does substitute for flesh, no matter how flesh should they make it feel, right? It does not substitute for when you're denied, you look up. Yeah, grip the smuddy, yeah, carry on the person grabbing in it back. I something does not substitute. So I don't, I didn't understand why that was not also kind of presented as an option for a verse person in a relationship with somebody that 
um, is exclusively top, will not double in versatility for the benefit of the relationship. Like, why, why we can't say, all right, maybe once on a full moon, once, once per quarter, and we decide to, all right, these, if they're going to do this with any, any other top or any other button, just make sure that one of them do the women are like, you know, my view. If you're going to open up a relationship, you have full, you have, I think you have full range for saying, not that girl, yeah. not that boy, anybody but she. And not in a country, yeah. Right. Maybe we'll go up on vacation and you go for this, sir? No. Right. Yeah, because for whatever reasons, and, and, and people can say insecurity, whatever, but maybe me, you know, say that's my Hawaiian landlord. Clap time and you never that pay them no mind. And if you give them that opportunity, I pick that because I pay a problem at the start, right? right. Then, uh, listen to me, just don't go that way. They must care, find somebody else. Enough girl left on the apps. You can set those parameters, but I don't know that that is making the per- or even if the person end up ver- do bottom tier once a quarter. I don't know that that all, to, all, all of a sudden makes a relationship. Um, makes a person verse. They're not verse. Them just, I do a thing for them partner. And I feel like it was almost like they create, like in the article, he presented a difference between identity and praxis. But then in, when it came to versatility, the minute you did anything that looked verse, you became a whole full-fledged verse. And that was a problem for me. Like it was almost like, Tops were pure and bottoms were pure. But if you do anything other than top and bottom, then you're, 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 you're some level of first. I mean, if that be true, and that's kind yeah, of... Yeah, yeah, fuck with the flirting. I'm just a lot of because remember in the group chat when you use the word praxis. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, but also that too, something that you had mentioned in the group chat, which I think is really important here, right? They talk about the culture of femphobia and the disdain for feminine presentation. I think that to make the argument stronger, to kind of push back against that whole, like how we define roles and sexual roles and so on, would be to perhaps talk about that and how damaging that has been. Right. right? Again, speaking about our conditioning and how things were kind of um, predetermined for us, it's like, it stems from some of this, right? The whole patriarchy and all those things that, um, why that that would present verse as, which I still don't agree with, verse as kind of like the, the ideal type that creates a pressure for people to become verse. Um, I don't know. It feels very personal. Not saying that it doesn't exist. I'm not trying to like trivialize the experiences because not because it doesn't happen for me. Doesn't mean, doesn't mean it's not real. Um, it seems very personal, but also it felt like one of those things where we took, where we, where we take something that is not, it just, I don't know. He used too many absolutes and it seems like too much of a generalization than than at uh, than um somewhere you just it was like a small experience or it's the experience of a few people that I don't know it needed more context that's all it needed more context it needed a bit more something, something to it the converse vices yeah just you know. somebody feel about it thoughts one M Oh, no, 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 no,
Um, because like, like personally for me, as I said, like I started out um, in some sense of adverse relationship, but then it went to, okay, like only bottoming, but then it, for me, it is something that I'm not doing it because, okay, my partner might like um, being fitted. It's something that I um, truly enjoy. So I, I, I don't necessarily, okay, if you do it, the, the things that you do outside of or oh, um, solely topping or solely bottoming um, then makes you um, verse. Yeah, you must fit in the, the, the verse category. I mean, and there's also just a broader conversation about really how we how these identities are formed or they're developed um how, the way in which we like who, who gets to determine who who is top only bottom only right uh who, yeah who can play those roles that i mean i feel like i mean i personally would prefer if we moved away from the roles as identities, you have your preference, you have your preference, and this is what you do. And you yeah. figure it out in the context of your relationship or in, in whichever sexual engagement you're in, right? I, I mean, have the conversation. If you want to just tell somebody real tonight, I'll take more and take. Tomorrow night, we might want to give. Or really, say, for 365 days, out of 365, and then probably panali give and panalip your meal take or vice versa. Like, see, like I'm just so integral, but I don't know. We're like, we're like, we're like labels, my love. There's a big difference between I'm a bottom versus I bottom. So Yep. So yeah. are you a bottom or do you bottom? Girl, at this point, I get conditioned, I'm a bottom. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, listeners, for tuning in, for coming back to Fish Tea, you know, to the usual summer break to reach out. Five, you know? Yes, five seasons. Can you imagine? Um, to, uh, but yeah, thanks for coming back. Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Oh, I mean, if you have any perspectives on like this, I mean, because I feel like the top bottom verse debate will never end. And there will always be new dimensions of it. So please let us know what you think. You can always reach out to us at Fish Team Podcast on Twitter, Facebook, and on Instagram. You can always send us your feedback at fishteapodcast at gmail.com. Send us your suggestion for episodes. You know, why the pandemic in a, in a food swing in a Jamaica? I don't know what the lockdowns are. They're going to turn on a yard. Wash on Right? Sanitize. Take the joke. We take enough joke already. That one, that one is a small joke compared to the big joke. The more always that take. I'm going to please vaccinate. I'm going to wipe it down. Put it down on board. I'm not going to stop for that. And in all things, stay sophisticated. Bye. Bye.